the Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't rock the boat. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you, I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of us. I hate the work of those who fall away. My mouth I'll make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the workers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, and you'll see two videos at the top of the page. Uh, the left side is Bradley's show from the previous day. You can uh, play that up until 3 p.m. Eastern, at which time he'll go live. And then on the right side is where we are. Click on the play button and uh, blow that up on whatever device you got, and click on the right uh, lower right-hand side of the the uh, video there join us on rumble click on the rumble icon by the way we're streaming live on rumble which is sons of liberty radio live please subscribe to the channel there we're also streaming live on beforeitsnews.com dlive.tv at the sons of liberty and also twitch at setting brush fires and uh, we appreciate your support and all of that also right below that is where you can sign up for our newsletter please be sure to do that we don't email uh, you know, spam and and uh, send you a whole bunch of stuff in the email. You get one email from us a day. If you'd like our ministry email, that's once a week. You can go to Sons of Liberty Media, excuse me, Sons of Liberty Radio dot com and sign up for that. You get that once a week. You also get whatever the special is that we're offering in our store that week. Um, and our store is accessible also from Sons of Liberty Media dot com at the top of the page. And finally, if you agree with our message, remember we're not just doing this on the internet. And on the radio, but we're also going out in the 50 states and reminding people of our Christian and constitutional heritage, uh, things that are not being taught in school today. So if you agree with the message that the Sons of Liberty, Media, that the Sons of Liberty have, then uh, please click on the donate button. Join us uh, in partnering with us that way. 
as a one-time donation or monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. And uh, again, we appreciate your support very much. Now, this morning, we've got a great guest with us. Now, just to let you know, I'm saying this morning, it's a pre-recorded show, but if I get off of the way I do things, I'm going to mess up really bad and we're going to have an extra long formalities here. So I am live now. So I wasn't lying. I am live, but uh, we are pre-recording the show and we've got a great guest on the line. Now, about a month or so ago, you guys remember when we were putting out stories on what we had deemed baby Cyrus, right? And uh, baby Cyrus had been taken from his mother and father. And before I get into things, because uh, our guest today is baby Cyrus's uh, grandfather, but let me just open this up in case you were maybe under a rock somewhere or you didn't hear about this story or something. Here's a little bit about what happened as agents of the state confronted baby Cyrus's mother. Take a look or take a listen. Take a look. Yeah. You have? Based on what the doctors have told us. Okay. We go off of what all the information we can get from doctors oh, and, and all of that. I can't. I'm not going to leave him. I'm not. I'm not. This is this is how it's going to go, okay? No. Do you, do you understand? He, just, he's my baby. I'm listen, not going to leave listen, him. Marissa, I'm trying to explain this to you, okay? So there will be a shelter care hearing on Tuesday at 1 o'clock. Okay? And you're going to want to attend that. Yeah. Okay, and that's what that's what your part of this is. Okay, that's your next step in this. We we have no nobody wants to take people's children away from them. We want to get the child but back you, to you in you a do. healthy state. No, we want to make sure that kid is healthy. We want to get these kids healthy. Sometimes they. What are we doing? Oh, I'm streaming. Oh, you're just okay. live streaming. Yeah. Okay. So listen. Um, Here's my thing. It, I understand you want to you want to get him better. Why can't I be with him while you're doing the medical work? How am I in danger to him if I'm just watching and I'm with him? Okay. Well, we're gonna go ahead and go with just what I just told you. Okay. So you're gonna so you're gonna take is, him. no. This listen. No, this can't. is what what we're gonna do. Okay. So this is this is your copy. You're going to want this. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm not going to leave him. Well, this is how it's going to be. Okay? I can't, I can't leave him. I can't leave him. I'm sorry. Let me get a uniform. So yep. no, I'm just desperate not to throw one in here. So. I, guys, I, I can't. You understand what happens when, when the state takes custody of babies? I've seen this so many times. I can't. I can't be that next person. I can't. Okay. Well, so this no. let me let me explain this to you, okay? This is not my case, this is Detective Fuller's case. Okay. Can but he has made he has made the decision to declare imminent imminent danger, okay? So I really don't want to make this worse on you. I would like to get him the help that he needs right now. Okay? But that is gonna entail that he goes with us in the ambulance no. and, and you leave. If no. it doesn't happen, then we we arrest you. The officer told me that he, I could go with him in the ambulance into the hospital. Yeah, and I don't know what was said before then. I was I was not a part of that conversation. You can't you can't okay. take him. You can't. Okay. Can you help me out here, please? My concern today is for him. I know okay, your concern is for sure him, but well, I don't yeah. cause him any harm by being with him. Okay. Cam, his mother. And you, would you also understand? Is he only? He has difficulty with proteins. He only takes breast milk. He needs me. He really needs me, okay? I don't really need your help. Like, like I told you, I'm, I'm not the lead detective on this, okay? So I'm, I'm here assisting. I'm just doing my job, just like a good Nazi. That's what he's doing. All right. I, I think you see what's going on. They they threatened Marissa with arrest um, and wanted to take the baby. And you can see that she is she's distressed over what's going on. And they take her baby. And it was several days or such before they got him back. But here to talk about that is uh, little Cyrus's uh, grandfather, Diego Rodriguez. And you know what? I, I got to tell you, brother. Um <laughs> You don't seem like you're old enough to be a grandpa. I, we, my, my wife and I, we have 10 kids. We've been married for 27 years. We're ex 
expecting our first this year. And you, you just are full of life, uh, uh, a great brother, you seem like. And I can see that this, even watching just this little bit, it distresses you again because this is not happening just to your family. This is happening to tons of families around the country. And I want to welcome you to the Sons of Liberty, man. Well, thank you very much for having us. I can't tell you how much it means to us. Um, I can literally tell you that shows like yours and what you're doing right here, this is the new justice in America. It used to be that we could have a fair amount of confidence in the in the legal system, in the in the court system, and it, we'd have justice in America, but we don't anymore. Unless there is a public outcry, there is no justice. So without people like you having us on to, to let the public know what is going on in what was once the greatest country in the history of the world, nobody would know and there would be no justice. So we appreciate it more than you know. Amen. Well, I can tell you, uh, as in when I'm telling you about my family, We've been through the CPS thing. Nine months, they're in our house every week uh, and, and claiming that we neglected our kid, all this kind of stuff. And my dad came over. He lives 100 yards away from us. He said, how can somebody not walk in your house and not know that you love your kids and your kids love you? He said, this is ridiculous. And I said, yeah. I said, and the ladies they send to you, one, they're dumber than a box of hammers. That's the, the first thing. And then two, they're agents of the state. This guy kept saying, I just want, I'm concerned. I mean, no, he's not. He's just doing his job. He has no concern for your grandson at all, nor for any other children that he might go out and take. And, uh, you know, it's almost like what Jesus prayed on the cross. He said, forgive them for they know not what they, these guys don't even realize, they don't even fathom what they're doing to the families, uh, what they're doing to the children and anything like this. So I'm glad that you were able to come on with us because one of the things was, uh, you know, your granddad, you're not mom and dad right there. It's not your kid being taken, but it is your family members, your grandson. How did you respond to this when you saw what was going on, when you heard what was going on and they, they, they took Cyrus uh, from his mother? Oof. Well, it's a loaded question. I mean, <laughs> I was there on scene when it happened. So if you watch the whole video, you'll hear me screaming in the background, yelling at the police officers. Um, they had five of them holding me back with their hands on their guns, ready to shoot me, uh, telling me if I make a move, I'm going to be arrested. So they threatened my life that night. And I had to watch with my own eyes, two of my daughters assaulted by police officers. Well, you know, one of them groped and molested by a perverted police officer and my grandson kidnapped before my very eyes. And I saw it all within the course of, you know, minutes. And I understand people like, well, if they ever did that to my kids, it'd be a lesson. Well, I know people like to talk big. But when there's, you know, when you're outgunned and outmanned, there's 20 of them with firearms and they will kill you and they will get away with it. Nothing will happen to them when they kill you. That's the huge misnomer. How many times do police officers kill innocent citizens in America and there's no consequence? There's no recourse against them. A lot. So on, on multiple times that night, I had to convince myself that I'm better off to my family alive than I am trying to make a move and try to act like some type of hero or some, something stupid like that. Because then they'll have not only baby Cyrus kidnapped and gone, but they'll have a dead father and grandfather that they'll have to suffer through at the same time. And so, yeah, it was the hardest moment of my life. Literally, period, no question about it. To have to watch with my own eyes what I saw that night was absolutely horrifying and disgusting. And everything you said in the, in the prelude to that question was 100% accurate. But, uh, Tim, I got to tell you, well, we have since learned, this was actually two months ago, two months and two days ago to happen on March. We'll see what well, today's the 13th. So it happened on March 11th. So it's two months and two days ago. And what we've learned in that two months would absolutely blow your mind and blow everybody's mind. It is everything you said earlier, but it's 10 times worse. It Can you so share some worse. of that? Can I'll you? share all of it. Yeah. What, what, what we have learned is, well, before I can tell you what we've learned, let's back up and let me just share something incredibly important for your listeners to understand. If your listeners do not understand what I'm about to say, they're going to go, I don't know about this guy you had on, Tim. I, I don't know what he's saying. I can't believe that because here's what everybody says. There has to be more to the story. The government just doesn't come and pick on families who are not doing anything wrong. Oh, yes, the it government does. It doesn't bother people who aren't doing anything wrong. And I'm here to tell you, 99% of Americans, conservatives, constitutionalists, Christians, believe that. They believe the government is altruistic, that they don't harm people who are law-abiding citizens, and nothing could be further from the truth. And as long as people think that, this will go on forever. So here's what we learned. CPS, and I will be the first to admit, we, you know, we mentioned before, 
uh, we got on the show here. I used to be a pastor for over a decade here in Central California in an inner city church. So the church where I was a pastor, we had a lot of, you know, drug addicts, drug abusers, parents who were abusive, child molesters, rapists, murderers, the whole works. This is where our church was, right? And so uh, I was very accustomed to dealing with that stuff on a weekly and sometimes daily basis. And in the course of that decade, I can't, I don't even know how many times um, this came across my desk. It came across, you know, the course of my ministry that somebody had been molested, somebody had been abused, somebody had been raped. And I myself called CPS. I used CPS and put many people in jail. Um, as someone, I found this out. They, they, nobody said anything for however long it had been. I found out about it, called CPS. The police go out there, arrest the guy. Kid goes into, uh, into the system. And so I likewise was under this impression that the purpose of CPS and the reason why it exists, it's not called CPS in all 50 states. It's called CPS in most states, but some states call it something different. The CPS stands for Child Protective Services. Some places call it like DFCS, you know, Department of File, you know, Family and Child Services or whatever, but it's all the same concept and it's in all 50 states. And the idea that Americans have is that this institution, this organization for the government exists to protect children from abusive homes and abusive parents, drug, you know, addicted parents, things of that nature. And this is what we all assume. So you would not come into the purview of this, of this organization unless you were a bad parent. And that's what we think. And that is the greatest lie told in this gener generation. In fact, what you're going to find is that that very lie is covering up what, what I believe to be one of the three greatest evils and wickedness in the history of America, right up there with abortion. What I'm about to declare to you right now is that abortion has an equally wicked and evil uh, you know, sister in their evil faith that we are doing in America, we are paying for it, we are subsidizing it, and hardly anybody knows it's going on. And it's happening right before our very eyes. And here's what it is. It is government-subsidized child trafficking, Tim. And here's why I call it that. The definition of child trafficking is to kidnap for a profit. Kidnapping being to forcefully take a child or a person and then give them to somebody else for money and for profit specifically. That's the definition of child trafficking. And that's the definition of human trafficking. We call it trafficking. The Bible calls it man stealing. So if you want to know where this is in the Bible, you don't look up kidnap. The word kidnap's in there. The Bible calls it man stealing. And it's either just, we, we call it today kidnap or we call it slavery. When you force somebody into slavery by stealing them, that is a capital crime. Any kidnapping in the Bible, capital crime. There's only a handful of capital crimes in the Bible. Adultery, murder, kidnapping is one of them. Well, guess what? Since 1997, Bill and Hillary Clinton passed a law called, and I said that that way intentionally, called the ASFA, Adoption Safe Families Act, ASFA for short. What this act is, it is a program to fund slash subsidize, pay for, financially incentivize all 50 states to kidnap children. Before, the states had to pay for this on their own. So the states were paying for, you know, child protective services on their own. They're only going to be paying for it in the most egregious cases where there's actual abuse. But since 1997, they get to say, oh, Tim's got 10 kids. Cool. Let's take all 10 of them. And now the state of North Carolina or South Carolina, wherever you're at, they will be paid by the federal government for every single one of those 10 kids that they take. And this is happening to millions of children over the course of the last 25 years. Millions of families, hundreds of thousands of children have been lost by the system. Literally, they don't even know where they are. And it is child trafficking at the highest level. It's going on right now. You and I are paying for it because it is subsidized by the federal government, paid for by the federal government. And it actually comes out of the Social Security Fund, meaning they didn't create a new tax for this. This is an $80 billion a year child trafficking ring. And every state in America participates. Yes, they do. And I we learned that, too. And we didn't just learn it with our family. But the guy, one of the guys who helped lay the brick for our foundation for our house, he had 10 kids. Uh, he was he was a what they call a white guy. And he was married to a black woman. And they had 10 <laughs> kids, too. And they lived in Charlotte, North Carolina. And one night 
instead of a neighbor coming by and saying, hey, do you need some help or something? They call CPS, say, I don't think they have any heat on over there, any food for the kids. I mean, this is the lack of love that people have for them. They call government to go check on their on on people, on their neighbors instead of them. He got concerned they were going to come take his kids. They were in the bill in the middle of um, renovating a duplex so they could rent the whole house, the whole building there. And they got up and left and they went and moved to another county. So bad was Charlotte Mecklenburg County that their judge gave a warrant for them to go to another county, another jurisdiction. Now, I don't know how they pulled that off. Went there in the middle of the day when the guy's gone to work and took their kids and they were ready to adopt them. And what we were finding out was because they were considered minority children, they were getting 10 grand a pop for those kids. Um, some of them would call their dad and uh, one of the boys broke my heart to hear it. Got a, got a hold of a phone, called his dad and said he was being abused, sexually abused. And I, everything in me, I know the Bible says that we're supposed to restrain ourselves and all that. But when you're doing those things to a kid, it also, Jesus also said it was better if you took a millstone and tied it around your neck and threw yourself in the sea. So what more for the father or something to respond that way? So I get it. I'm in agreement with you over all of that. It is something, it is outside the purview of government, if you ask me. This is something that the community itself should be handling. So let's well, go back. Zero, there, there's zero question that government shouldn't have anything to right. do with raising children. Period. Amen. Amen. At all. It's only the purview of the government if there is physical harm involved. And that is not just between parent and child. That's between any two citizens. That's right. And a child is a citizen. So you don't need new child protective laws that's right. to protect children. Right. Uh, if I attack you, that's against the law. If you attack me, that's against the law. If I attacked an old person, a young person, a white person, a black person, a gay person, it doesn't matter. That's right. We're supposed to have, you know, the, the rule of law should rule completely. And we are all, you know, the same um, under the law. So it doesn't matter who you are or what you are. We're all protected. And we're supposed to be protected by the law. Nowhere, nowhere does the government in God's word have any authority to be entering into right. the lives of families and trying to raise families. This is complete nonsense. It's absolutely disgusting. And when you are forcing a child away from a family, you are stealing a child. That is kidnapping. And God already declared that this is worthy of death. That's right. Period. And yep. let me just ask you, how do you live in a free country if you are worried 24-7 the government's going to take your children? That's not a free country. It's not a free country. There's nothing free about let's, that. Let's back up just a little bit. So we see this video here, and I didn't play the whole thing, but but people will be able to see it because I'm going to have this in the archive for people to look at. Perfect. But, um, but here's Marissa. She sounds like a loving mom, um, young mother. Is, is Cyrus her first child? Is that correct? Is her first child. She's 21 years old. Her husband, okay. Levi, is 21. I have five children. And I, did you see the video that led up to that where they're ripping my other daughter out of the car? They are I uh, did. falsely arresting her, manipulating and lying to Marissa and all that? We have that. We have that as well. So here's what I want to ask. When people say, oh, there's more to the story. Well, let's get the more to the story of what you had as to why this all transpired. What happened that they're, they're, they're seeking out sort of uh, seek and kidnap uh, your grandson and do this to to your daughter and uh, and 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 your other daughter. Well, I'll tell you the whole story. But before I tell you the whole story, sure. let me just give you some because we've been in this for like two months now and we've heard so many anecdotes from other people who want to support it. Um, when I tell you what happened with baby Cyrus, people are like, no, there's got to be more to the story. Well, before I tell you what happened to us, let me tell you what others have told us happened to them. And I have a, a running list of anecdotes from other people. But what the reasons were, the, the light and transient causes that CPS uses as the excuse to kidnap children. Because there's no list. The federal government does ha doesn't have a list. The state government doesn't have a list. Like saying, if there's a bruise that is this dark, or if there's a cut mark or three slashes, they, they have no list. This is all left to, this, to the discretion of the social worker. And, they, and, and you mentioned it earlier that these social workers are all, are all stupid, et cetera. Not only that, but I'm going to tell you something, uh, Tim. The vast majority of them are lesbians. This is just a statistical fact. I'm not trying to throw people. Wow, I didn't know that. Fact. I know they're and easily controlled. That's for sure. They're easily controlled. And guess what else we found out? You said earlier that your friend had their uh, um, their children adopted out, which is disgusting. There is a bonus. The federal government pays a bonus to parent uh, to uh, the state when the state adopts the child out. Their goal is to keep them in foster care for 15 months. After 15 months, by law. Their parental rights are terminated, and now they can adopt them and get that financial incentive. 
and seven it's seven times more likely that the child will be adopted to a homosexual couple than a heterosexual couple. Wow. This this is where homos get their kids from. You're like, where are these homos adopting these uh these kids from? Because Christian adoption agencies and Mormon adoption agencies and Catholic adoption agencies, that they don't they're not gonna adopt out to homosexual couples. They get them from CPS. They get them from foster care. You mentioned earlier that they were being abused. They admit CPS and foster care admits, and we know whatever they admit to, it's actually a whole lot worse than that. But they admit that foster care in America is the number one funnel, the number one source for sex trafficking. It absolutely is. Yep. It's the number one source. And yet they're funneling them through there. Guess what else they admit to? They admit that 83% of all the children they kidnap and they are forcefully taking away 83% of them. This is by their admission, meaning the statistics are actually worse because they're going to always skew the statistics in their favor. They admit that 83% of them are completely unfounded and unsubstantiated allegations, meaning 83% of the time totally shouldn't have been bothered whatsoever. The other 17%, it doesn't mean that they were right in doing what they're doing. It means that at least there was a substantial allegation that needed or that warranted investigation. And the vast majority of those, after a true investigation was done, still there was no uh, harm or abuse. So nothing should have happened. So you're getting down to like a fraction of a percent of the time that they're kidnapping babies is actually legitimate. And this is what they're admitting to. So when you said that, here's a perfect example, your friend, the neighbor didn't know if they had food. So they called CPS and they got their kids taken away. Are you kidding me? It's absolutely insane. So there's an example. I didn't think our kids had food. I'll give you a, a list of other examples that we've heard. Um, my kid had a runny nose. My kid was picking his nose. My kid had a fever. My child was sick. My child has special needs. We homeschool our children. We go to church too much. I make my kid do chores. Um, there was the dog went doo doo on the floor. Nobody cleaned it up yet. We entered the home and the the dishes were still dirty in the in and hadn't been cleaned yet. The laundry hadn't been folded yet. These are all the reasons they've used to say a parent is unfit and they had to take the child away. In the case of baby Cyrus which is my grandson. And the reason I was doing all these interviews, by the way, just so you know, was because my daughter and son-in-law were under a gag order from the judge. They yep. could not speak in public about the case. Now, Diego, let me ask you a question about that because I have a real real problem with that. Under a constitution, where does a judge or anybody get the authority to tell you can't talk about this? The judge has no authority to do this. It's totally unconstitutional. The Sixth Amendment, which nobody knows the constitution today, Cops don't. There's one of my favorite things to do is these cops. Right. I made a, I swore an oath to the Constitution. I'm like, great. Tell me what the Ten Amendments are in the, in the Bill of Rights. Boo, boo. Come on. You're, a, you're a guy. You're a guy after my own heart. I've told people to go to their politicians when they're asking for their vote. Get their 12 year old that they've taught the Constitution. And say, sir, can you give us the Ten Amendments, the first Ten Amendments to the Bill of Rights? And if they can't do it, say, well, would you mind if I let my 12 year old side them and let him do it and say my 12 year old is more competent and qualified to be in office, except for the age issue, maybe, then you are. You not, you don't right. need to be asking anybody about that. So I, I totally get it. You're man after my own heart on that. I, I would say anybody who makes a vow to defend something that they don't even know what it is, it's a false vow, yep. period. Yep. How can you swear to protect something you don't even know what that thing is that you swore? You couldn't even name it if you tried, period. And the Sixth Amendment to this Constitution that we have, and the Bill of Rights, in my opinion, is the most important part of the Constitution. Right? It's the first 10 amendments that we added. The Constitution just kind of describes the way our, our federal government should operate. But those 10 amendments declare very specific rights that the government cannot usurp authority over and take away from us. They cannot violate these rights. And then the Ninth and Tenth Amendment go beyond that to say, and all the other rights that the people have retained that we didn't specifically enumerate in here, the people have those rights and the states have those rights. Those are the ninth and 10th amendments, right? And so the sixth amendment uh, very specifically states because of their recognition, you know, our founding fathers understood, particularly because of the tyranny that they were under, that if a single person, usually a judge, but if a single person can try you, prosecute you and sentence you in secret and nobody knows what in the world's going on, that's godlike power. You are yeah. making somebody a god, having yep. all power and all authority over somebody. Therefore, all cases of justice must be in public, and they have to be quick. So they gave us the Sixth Amendment that said the accused, that means you and I, we have uh, the right, according to our Constitution, the Sixth Amendment specifically, to a speedy and public trial. 
public, public, speedy, of course, is important, but it has to be in public with an impartial jury of our peers. So if you and I are going to be denied life, liberty, or property, it has to be a jury convicts us and it has to be in public and everybody has to know what the heck is going on. Otherwise, absolute tyranny will reign. Well, guess what happens in all family court cases? Guess what happened to my daughter and son-in-law? And guess what happens to everybody who comes into family court and has their children taken away? It's all in secret. The public doesn't know. The records are sealed. Nobody can go into the court. And uh, if you speak about it, if the parents who are being prosecuted here, if they speak about it, they can be arrested for contempt of court for speaking out about a, a case when they were ordered not to by a judge. That's what happened to my daughter and son-in-law. And because they were afraid for never being able to get their son back, they, they obeyed and they complied. And they wouldn't even tell me, Tim. I didn't even know what the heck went on in that courtroom because they, they wouldn't even tell their dad. And so I went on a crusade all over the country, you know, on radio, on TV, and us having protests and whatnot, doing more. And I didn't shut my mouth about it, uh, but they couldn't speak about it. Their constitutional rights were violated. Not just that one. You know, the uh, Fifth Amendment Amendment was violated. Fifth Amendment, Sixth Amendment, Fourteenth Amendment. Well, let me let, let's add something else because both the Fifth and Sixth Amendment talk about criminal, and what people don't understand is in family court and with CPS, they don't deal with criminal. They're dealing with administrative. In other words, when when we had the lady come in and she's going to set up all this stuff, she comes in and she says, "We found you." And I think the words she used was affirmative. I, I may be wrong about that, but it was an administrative word. It was their word for guilty. But they haven't put me through a process. They haven't charged me with anything. I haven't had any evidence put before. You don't get a jury and all of this other stuff. And I was like your 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 daughter and her husband. I was like, okay, I know what I need to do, and I, I've got to protect my family. But at the same time, everything, when you go online as a parent, you look at it, and you're told, look, this is a big bear. Don't poke that bear That's because right. it'll come eat your house. I mean, it's all this fear. And um, so I understand that. And they are in violation. This It's the same thing as like when the DHS, when you go to the airport, they're violating the law millions of times a day, the Fourth and the Fifth Amendments. That's right. Um, and, and they're taking your liberty. They're taking your property because whether people like the term or not, your, your son or your daughter is your property. They come from God. They're yours. They're in your, they're in your care, not the state's care. The state doesn't have them. They are 100% your property, yep. and this is why it's a violation of the Fourth Amendment, because, in fact, not only are they your property, but that is the claim the state's making. The, the state is saying, hey, you're not worthy to have that child in your custody, so we're taking custody. He's now yes. our property. Yep. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're taking your property away from you, which is a violation of the Fourth Amendment. And guess what? In our particular case, they broke another uh, law, which has already case precedence as, as the, uh, uh, for the Fourth Amendment. They actually, the local police in Boise, Idaho, Meridian specifically, which is a city right next to Boise, they did an illegal cell phone trace on my son-in-law's tr- uh, cell phone, and that's how they found out where he was. Wow. Wow. And well, so, here, here's the thing, Diego. What, what started it all? Because I'm assuming it was somebody calling on them about something. What started it all was that my, uh, my grandson has a condition called cyclical vomiting syndrome. It started when he was about seven months old where he starts vomiting and he vomits uncontrollably for days and then he's fine for several days and then he starts it up again. And it's, this is why it's called cyclical vomiting syndrome. You can look it up on the internet. It's not totally rare, but it's also, it's not very common. Um, and it's not, it doesn't just affect children. It affects, you know, teenagers and adults as well. But for a child, what's worse about it, of course, is just if you and I got sick and we started vomiting for three days, we'd lose weight. And then afterwards, you get better, and we put it on pretty fast, um, especially at uh, at my age. You know? <laughs> yeah, mine too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, but for a child, of course, he loses weight, and then he's going to gain it back when he's better. And so my daughter and son-in-law were doing everything they can out of pocket because my son-in-law doesn't have insurance, so he's paying for it out of pocket. He went to every single doctor's appointment. This is his son. He loves his son. He went to every single one of them. He would leave work to make sure he was at every single doctor's appointment and they're paying out of pocket for you know, thousands of dollars seeing, you know, uh, different, going to different hospitals, clinics, well, not hospitals, one specifically, uh, but different clinics, doctor's offices, specialists, everything. And they finally came uh, to St. Luke's hospital. And when they went, came to St. Luke's hospital in Boise, 
Um, you know, there's a typical allopathic hospital. They became very hostile once they learned that uh, Marissa and Levi hadn't vaccinated baby Cyrus, that they weren't vaccinated. And so all of a sudden, oh, you're one of those type of people, right? And they threatened to call CPS if they tried to leave the hospital early. And this is what kicked the entire thing off. After they had been in that hospital for four days, they were discharged with a clean bill of health because they could not figure out what was wrong with baby Cyrus. So since they couldn't figure it out, sent him out with a clean bill of health, not necessarily meaning that he was healthy, but that they couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. So they went back to the clinic that they had been going to previously. And from the time that they had gone there to the time, the time they had been discharged from the hospital to the time they went to the clinic, which was Friday to Monday, baby Cyrus had a vomiting episode and he lost 35 grams. 35 grams amounts to 1.23 ounces. It is meaningless even for a, a child. Well, that made it a concern. So he had another follow-up appointment on Thursday, went to that one, and they weighed him again. The nurse practitioner named Aaron Dykstra there uh, wanted them to come back the next day, which would have been Friday morning, so that he could have one more weigh-in uh, before the weekend. And this was supposed to be at 10 a.m. in the morning, and he played it down like it was no big deal, like, hey, just come tomorrow. I don't even have to be here. My assistant can do the weigh-in. It's just a weigh-in so I can mark down how much he weighs, and then we'll see you guys next week. Well, my daughter woke up feeling under the weather that Friday morning, that fateful day, to say it that way, on March 11th. So she called Functional Medicine of Idaho. Nobody answered the phone. She left a message saying, uh, I'm canceling the appointment because I'm feeling a little ill this morning. And they called back. When they called back, she was asleep. And so uh, 20 minutes after the scheduled appointment, this idiot nurse, idiotic, moronic nurse, much like your friend's neighbor, decides to call CPS. Instead of calling Levi, her husband, who's on the intake form, whose number and contact information he has, instead of waiting a few minutes and calling again, just because I'm calling CPS. So they call CPS, and that kicked off a chain of events that ultimately ended in violence and abduction. Yeah, you know what? That sounds eerily reminiscent of kind of what my wife and I dealt with. Because the hospitals are state-funded, don't anybody doubt me on that. They're state-funded, so they're right. agents of the state, too. That's right. We took our kid in, something similar. All the kids were sick. He was the last one. He's like eight months old. He, did, he never was a big kid. He's a big kid now, but he never was a big kid when he was, when he was little. And same thing. Oh, they wanted us to get him get the shots because we uh, had home births uh, and such. And then we get on our way home, and a doctor we never talked to at Charlotte, uh, Carolina's Medical Center over in Charlotte called the CPS. CPS lady was here that night that we got home. They kept my son. They didn't do anything for him. All they did was weigh his diaper. 24 hours in there, didn't feed him, didn't put an IV in him, nothing like that. And it, it's eerily re reminiscent of what you're saying went on there. And just so people know, this is who we're talking about. This is little Cyrus. This is mom and dad. This is uh, Diego with uh, Cyrus here. And, you know, these things happen. But what's what's amazing to me, uh, Diego, is this. The hospitals looked at him. They don't see anything wrong with him. They don't know what the answer is. So why in the world would the state take him to, quote, unquote, have custody over him, want to make sure he's okay. We have this concern. That's just absolute nonsense. That is the devil talking because they're after filthy lucre. That's the only thing I can see from them. It's money and power. You know, there's, yep. the, there's the three big ones, right? We call them money, power, and sex. In the Bible, it's, you know, the lust of the eye, lust of the, uh, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Yep. And those top two right there, money and power, um, that, that will make, that is what's in all of us. You and I are not exempt from that. Every single person has the tendency in our fallen nature to go that way. That's but right. these government institutions are based on that. They're founded on that. And when men are not regenerate, you know, they're not born again. This is, they're completely possessed with this. And so the CPS system as a whole, it is a, it is a wicked institution designed to do the most wicked thing that you can do in America, which is to destroy the family. More than anything, the enemy wants the family destroyed because the family is where all power lies. God instituted the family in order for us to have a civil society. And if you can destroy the family, then guess what? Government has to grow and metastasize like a cancer infinitely to fill that gap and to do so tyrannically. And so these institutions, because Christians have abandoned the public sphere, you know, if 
if police officers and, co- and and judges and politicians and our president and our governors and our teachers and everybody in authority around us um, are all a bunch of sinners and they're all wicked people, and we say, oh, I don't want to go into politics. Oh, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to do anything because they're only wicked people. Well, then we're going to leave a vacuum that can, if righteous people stay out of positions of authority, who will fill them? That's well, right. By default, the wicked will. And so now we're in a situation where the wicked are ruling over us. And literally, this is not an exaggeration, the entire Department of Health and Welfare uh, at the, at the uh, national level, the federal level, it's the Department of Health and Human Services. It is known to be run by the LGBTQT community. So it's lesbians, gays, homos, transvestites, perverts are running the institutions that have governmental forceful power over Christians. What what could possibly go wrong? Everything. You know? You know that's, so that's what we've got going on right now. And so we uh, were very fortunate in that when they took baby Cyrus, number one, my daughter filmed it. She didn't just film it. She live streamed it. So people were all seeing it live as it happened. And it you know, created, a, created a ruckus all over the place. We are also part of a network called the People's Rights Network, which I encourage everybody to take a look at. It's at peoplesrights.org. Yep, we've had Ammon Bundy on to talk about that. So fantastic. So you already had him or you're going to have him? No, we had him on several months ago, and he was, he was just putting that together for, for people. So Ammon is a close personal friend of our family, and he, of course, founded the People's Rights Network. It's an autonomous network in the sense that, you know, Ammon is not in control of it. It's just networks all over the, the country do this. Um, and what they do is they just, they basically commit one to another that we're going to stand for one another's rights if our rights are being violated. And so, you know, I run a political action committee out here in, in a, uh, the Freedom Man Press blog in Idaho. And we have a lot of visibility in the community. People know who we are. Um, you know, a lot of people know my family, they know our children. And so we had a fair amount, we had a decent sized platform already for us. And so that night when we got home, after they kidnapped baby Cyrus, after I went and bailed my two daughters out of jail, who were literally put in jail that night, um, Ammon was also arrested that night because he left his home in Emmett, Idaho, which is about an hour away, came down to the hospital to protest at two or three in the morning. They illegally arrested him for trespass. And I say illegally arrested him. It's because you cannot trespass somebody without telling them they have to leave the property. If you do not tell someone you must leave um, or I'm going to trespass you, then they can't be trespassed. A cop can't walk up to a guy standing somewhere and go, oh, you're under arrest for trespass. If they never were told to leave and then they didn't consequently refuse to leave, you can't trespass them. Well, it's all on video. Not only do we have people filming it, but we now have the police officer's body cam cameras and shows they literally just walked up to him and put him under arrest. Boom, just like that. Wham is running for governor, and he's also a national and internationally renowned figure. So when he gets arrested, it makes national headlines. So this made national headlines. We sent out uh, the whole story to everybody I knew on my email list, to our text messaging list. The People's Rights Group sent it out to everybody. And brother, the next morning, there were over 400 people who showed up to protest in front of that hospital. Amen. Amen. And we kept that protest going every single day, day in, day out, day in, day out for seven days. People were calling all all over the country. We were doing radio shows like we were doing right here. So people were making phone calls, sending in emails. Um, They finally uh, took baby Cyrus out of the hospital and moved him over to the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare. So we moved our protests over to the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare. And after seven days, they couldn't deal with it anymore. They were getting contacts from militia groups, from freedom groups, from patriot groups, grandmas, grandpas, Christians, conservatives. And guess what? Leftists and liberals even were like, this is wrong because they saw the video. Of course. And most people were like, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. Well, guess what? We have the documented evidence. We've published it all on our blog at freedomman.org. That's freedomman.org if people want to go check it out. Where it was all a fraud. Because the police officer claimed that baby Cyrus was in imminent danger. Imminent danger is the terminology they use. And if a police officer says that a child is in imminent danger, they therefore have the legal authority in most states, I think all of them actually, to immediately snatch the child without any due process because he's in imminent danger. He's about to die. He's either about to die medically or their parents are about to kill him. So I had to take him away. And then we're going to have an emergency hearing, emergency hearing in 48 hours. And then we'll have due process then. And that's the stipulation in all these in all these statutes around the states. Well, guess what? 
Imminent danger is a pretty high bar. It's a pretty high threshold to cross. You have to prove that a baby or child, a person is about to die now. Yes. If it's a medical issue, they're going to die right now. If you don't get them to a doctor, they're going to die. Or they're under threat of someone's going to shoot them, kill them, stab them, whatever. Someone's going to kill them if I don't get them away from whoever it is posing this danger or threat. Well, in baby Cyrus's case, this, this, uh, wicked, evil child trafficker named Detective Jeff Fuller from the Meridian Police Department who does this on a daily basis. They're kidnapping four children a day in Idaho, and Idaho is one of the smallest population states in the country. There's probably more people in your zip code than there are in the entire state of Idaho. And if this is happening four times a day in Idaho, imagine in California, in Texas, in New York, in Illinois, in Florida, et cetera. And four times a day they're doing it, and they know why they're doing it. We found out, brother, everybody puts their hand in the cookie jar. It's not just the Department of Health and Welfare that gets paid. Police officers get paid. Hospitals get paid. Doctors get paid. Politicians get paid. Everybody's in on this scam. It's this huge scam. And so he declares baby Cyrus to be in imminent danger. He's not a doctor. How can he declare to be in imminent danger? He doesn't know. So he calls a nurse. The nurse is the one who tells him, yeah, you better put baby Cyrus in imminent danger. The nurse had never even seen baby Cyrus. You know what you call that in any other context? Medical malpractice. If you're making a diagnosis on a patient you've never even seen with your own two eyes, you've never even worked on them, that's medical malpractice. Absolutely is. And all of this stuff, we've posted it because we have the records of it. And so all this stuff is in the medical records. And guess what we found out? We found out that that night they had already identified a foster care family that they were going to take baby Cyrus to immediately after a quick check-in in the hospital because that's part of what they have to do in their checklist. They were taking him to a foster care family. Tell me, Tim, how is a child in imminent danger and needs to see a doctor about to die? How would you go drop them off at the, in, the, in the hands of some stranger if they're about to die in an imminent danger? Well, the, not just that. Why would you be dropping them off with anybody else? Wouldn't you want them with the people who are supposed to be able to take care of that thing? That's the first question. And, and then by two, law, yeah, by, law, and, by the way, the very first people they have to drop them off with is family members first. That's what I was going to say. When they have you right there, why can why can uh, grandpa not take care of him? I mean, this is the same kind of stuff. And they issue the threats. If you don't if you don't abide by every single thing we say, well, then, by golly, we're going to send our lawyers after you and we're going to have you arrested and we're going to take your kid anyway. I mean, it's, a, so, it's an organized crime syndicate is what it is. It's a hundred percent organized crime syndicate and they're breaking everything. They break the U S constitution. They broke the Idaho state constitution. They broke the uh, Idaho state statutes for the child protective act of Idaho. We've published all of it on our website. People can see the specific law, click on the link yourself to go to the actual page, but we've, you know, screenshot it and show how it was done. And guess what we found out? We just moved uh, to Florida two days ago. Got out of Dodge, got out of that hellhole called Idaho, which is not a conservative state. Sure, it's Republican, all right, but it's not conservative. We moved to Florida, and as soon as we get here, um, it turns out that this hospital, the one I just mentioned that um, took baby Cyrus and had him in his care, and they that the same doctor, by the way, who attended to baby Cyrus that night, wrote in her medical report that baby Cyrus was a healthy child without interventions, meaning... They are claiming, and the whole claim, the whole guise of, of being able to take baby Cyrus was he's in imminent danger. But they're, they admit that he wasn't in imminent danger, the Department of Health and Welfare, because they're about to drop him off of foster care. And now the hospital is declaring he's not in imminent danger. He's a healthy child without need for interventions. The same night they took him. That's how fraudulent it is, but they don't care. It's power and money. They do it because they can. They do it because they want to. They do it because they get paid. It's a system. It's a it's a machine in a racket. And you talked about getting their lawyers to intimidate people. Well, guess what? When I landed here in Florida, turns out as of yesterday, St. Luke's Hospital is suing me and Ammon Bundy uh, for basically their claim here is that we caused them, uh, we, we, de we defamed them and, and um, harmed their business. And because we harm their business, this multi-million dollar, like the most powerful entity in the state of Idaho, um, and they make unbelievable claims in here, they're going to sue us and try to destroy us financially and devastate us financially. That's their goal and intent. Well, listen, the Sons of Liberty is staying with you. You need this platform. You come and let us know because I got, a, I, I got, a, I got an idea that because we both serve the same daddy, right? And they, they don't know, they don't know. I tell people this all the time, the bad guys, you don't know who you're messing with. I'm not anybody, 
but my daddy's really somebody. And, and, uh, and, and you're messing with his kids and this, this is how it goes. So I see a countersuit coming on following their lawsuit for you. Uh, but now can people see the, some of the documents you talked about, you said they can see them. them at freedomman.org. Is that correct? All of them. Yeah, right there. If you just, you see that in highlighted in yellow, it says Baby Cyrus was kidnapped. That's basically like a sub site. Okay. Um, within that site, you just click right there and there's an entire website just devoted to the Baby Cyrus story. Like there's a button there that says Baby Cyrus menu navigation. You could just click on that and okay. everything's right there. Wow. So you can see the whole story and you can see like there's we've had almost daily blog articles. There's like 35 articles where you can read them in reverse chronological order. Everything that we've posted there, the entire story, all the details, videos, body cam footage, um, the documents, the medical records, it's all there. If someone wants a quick like, give me the Reader's Digest version, there's a button right there that says, uh, the baby Cyrus story. And in 10 minutes, you'll be caught up on everything. You won't get all the details, but you'll be caught up on everything. And you'll see all the documents I just mentioned. You can watch the video, et cetera. And people are rightfully horrified because this goes on every day, but nobody talks about it. And because nobody talks about, imagine if nobody talked about abortion and everybody who had one, it was kept in secret and nobody was protesting it. Nobody said anything about it. There's no 40 days for life. There's no, you know, politicians standing up and saying I'm, I'm pro-life. If nobody talked about it, it would just go on unfettered. And that's what's going on with this. And I'm here to tell you, this, in God's eyes, is just as wicked. Remember, adultery, Amen. murder, and kidnapping. All of them are capital crimes. So we're all about, you know, killing innocent children. And I agree, that's as wicked as it gets. But in God's eyes, kidnapping innocent children is just as wicked as killing them. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. You know, I had a friend uh, from. Um, Northwest Liberty News. We used to do a radio together, Jim White. And he covered, it was probably close to a year, three shows a day he was doing, and he was devoting one or two of those every day to families where CPS went out. And he said, Tim, I just, I have to take a break. He said, emotionally, yeah. it is draining. He yeah. said, it, it's the stuff you see, the stuff you hear. And he says, I, he says, I want to help all these people, but I, he says, mentally, I'm embracing not just their story. I'm embracing hundreds of stories and people don't realize just how serious this is. So I appreciate you coming on and speaking about it. Uh, people can also, I'm assuming they can help in not just uh, the situation with your grandson, but also maybe this lawsuit. Can they also help by when they go to the website, clicking on this donate button as well, if they want to help you guys out in any way? Yes, they can. And I can't tell you how much that has been a huge, but None of this could have happened had people not donated. Uh, what we found out afterwards is that the number one thing the government counts on is they know for a fact, basically all families will be devastated after you take their child away because nobody can go back to work. If your children were all kidnapped and they're put in the hands of a bunch of, you know, child molesters and sex traffickers and, 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 you know, perverts, you're just going to go to work the next day twiddle, and twiddle your thumbs and just no. work. No, nobody can. So people's income goes to zero because they can't work. Their emotional uh, stability is on the rocks. If you don't have a very, very, very strong relationship with God and with your spouse based on your, your relationship with God, most families deteriorate. The relationship between husband and wife deteriorate because if you don't get, here's the thing. We got baby Cyrus back in a week and then we got the case dismissed within two months, which is a miracle. Never happens anywhere. Most people, eight months, 10 months before they see their child ever again. And then, then it's, you know, like visitation rights. And then they're still fighting the system and they spent a hundred thousand dollars, $150,000. Now they're all out of their savings. They've burnt through their savings. Their credit cards are racked up. They took out a second mortgage on their house. Now they're losing their house. They still don't have their kids back. Two years have gone by. Well, what do you think happens to that relationship? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it absolutely. We, I've had, I've had several people where that happened and it took them some time to build that back and their kids were gone for quite a while. Diego, can, would you mind staying over about five or 10 minutes? There's something I want to ask you and sure. you've already hit on it, but I want people to hear it because this is something, this is a drum I've been beating for about two years now. We're actually trying to develop it and just in our community here. But I want to ask you about that after we close out the show. And, and guys, be sure and check out uh, freedomman.org, freedomman.org. And uh, you can also help 
uh, Diego and his family there through the donate button. If you choose to do so, be sure to sign up for their email. And uh, don't forget to catch Bradley, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central today, sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can catch his show there. And then also we'll be back in the morning, 6 a.m. David Pruitt's going to be back with us. We're going to continue our preparedness series. We're going to be talking about water issues and how to sort those things, too. Catch us on Sons of Liberty Media for the rest of this. All right, well, we'll welcome everybody over from Red State Talk Radio. And Diego, I just here's the thing. You've already alluded to this, but one of the things that I've talked with people about, and I've been presenting, the only law enforcement arm mentioned in the Constitution is, number one, the president. He is to make sure that the laws are faithfully executed, so he's a part of that, and the militia. It's not the three-letter agencies. None of those are listed in our Constitution. The boys in blue aren't mentioned in it. Even the guys in brown, our sheriff's department, they're not mentioned in it. It is the people who bring justice, much like it was in the Old Testament. Uh, we read Joshua, you read Judges. The people are the ones who executed the law. Yes, there was due process, but they were the ones who executed the law. It wasn't vigilanteism, and it was a community effort. Why? Because they wanted it to be a mercy to the people to bring those who had violated the law in such an egregious fashion, such as sodomy, adultery, um, kidnapping, murder, any of these things, it was to show a mercy to the people is bring justice upon the heads of the wicked. And that way ensure that everybody's liberties were guarded. Okay. So you had all these people come out and I mentioned Kaplan Carl to you uh, before the show, and he's head of the American Militia Freedom Force. And Captain Carl was the one that got in touch with me. We were trying to get you on. Oh, I don't know. Sometime in that in there, because he was out at the protests and stuff. And I don't think we were able to get you for some reason. There was a disconnect there. But okay. um, do you think the militia, I mean, Ammon's sort of forming something up like that on a national level. I see it more developing in the counties themselves. If, if, because do you think the militia would be a great idea to develop within the counties among the people so that when CPS comes and says, well, we're going to have to take your, you just hit a speed dial. People show up from all over armed. This is why we have a Second Amendment. That is, the militia is there to secure a free state. As a matter of fact, the Second Amendment says it's necessary. That's why? Right, because wicked men. State. We understand men are, are basically bad, not basically good. And so when they show up, do you think those guys are going to back down if you've got 150 or 100 guys that show up armed against a couple of cops and a CPS person? Well, interesting that you mentioned that because the only person I'm aware of in the United States of America ever who has withstood uh, tyranny um, like this, which is from any police agency and lived to tell the tale is Ammon Bundy. I mean, I believe it was yesterday or the day before the uh, was like the 20th anniversary or 30th anniversary or what have you of the, of the uh, Ruby Ridge incident. And yep. then Randy Weaver, who was, you know, his family who was killed up there. They, uh, he died sometime this last week. And so it brought that again to everybody's memory and everybody knows you withstand the federal government or you withstand your state government, they're going to kill you and they'll get away with it. The only person who's withstood them before and lived to tell the tale is Ammon Bundy. And the reason he lived to tell the tale was not because he's Superman. Um, he's a cool guy, good friend of mine, love the guy, but he will be the first one to tell you the reason why. And Ammon will tell you he basically got a revelation this day. He always was a constitutionalist. He knew what the Constitution was. He knew what the Second Amendment was. He's read about the right to bear arms and the militia. But he said, I never really understood truly what the militia was until 3,000 people stood between 200 and I believe it was 285 yep. uh, three-letter agency officers who were there to attack him and his family. And so here's Ammon Bundy's family. And it was really Cliven Bundy, his dad. And then Ammon was one of his, I think he has 11 brothers and sisters. They're there. And then here's these 285, you know, FBI, DEA, whoever. I don't know the DEA was there, but it was FBI, CIA. I don't know who was there. No, it was like, it was the, the sheriff's. F FBI, the three. BLM, and the sheriff's department. Yeah. Everybody. That's right. And they're over there with guns. And 3,000 Americans show up and stand in between them. And guess what they did? They hightailed it out of there. All the cops got out of there. They left their equipment. Just like in, in Afghanistan, man. Uh, you know, just like with the Taliban. They leave all their equipment, leave everything, and they just take off. And he goes, that's when I got a revelation of what the militia really was. Yep. It's the people that's there right. to defend the people. Yep. It's the people defending the people's rights. And that's where he came up with the idea for people's rights. And I am 100% convinced that's exactly how it works because it is unfortunately, it's unfortunately uh, an issue of who's outgunned over who. That's right. Be because if it's just you, Tim, if it's you and me and there's 30 cops, we're done. 
it's done. We're done. Yep. That night, to come kidnap a baby, they had over 20 cops that showed up to that gas station. You can watch a video and count them up yourself. And it's a, I mean, it's a gang. Idaho. It's an organized really gang. Heavy-handed. What's that? Those cops are an organized gang who do that. They are. They 100% are. Yeah, I, I, you know, all that stuff just makes my blood boil. And and some people say, well, I understand, but you're supposed to be a Christian. Well, well Christians are supposed to protect life. Right. They're not supposed to sit back and say, oh, well, you can just do what you want to do because you have a badge, or because you're in a place of authority or this. And no, no, no. We're to call that out, too. You know, our gospel message calls sinners to repentance. And those guys who are doing that are not repentant. They're hardened in many cases of what they're doing. And if they're just going along because, well, it's my job, well, then you're a coward for not standing up. And the Bible lists cowards among the first to enter in the lake of fire <laughs> ahead of unbelievers. And they're they're also accomplices to capital crime. They are. Period. They are. Well, that was that was what I wanted to ask you. I wanted to ask you what you felt about that, because you mentioned I asked you before about the people. Do you think that made a difference? And it obviously did. And one of the things that I point people to, if you haven't seen it, but maybe you want to share it with your other people. I think Ammon's program is good. For the for the techno. And I've got people in the background. Sorry about that. We're going to go. It's not six in the morning where nobody's up. Um, But uh, we've we've got uh, you. You've got this issue to where Ammon set this thing up for the technology part where people can, you know, get texts and stuff. But the but the real thing is the boots on the ground and tacticalcivics.com has a great plan. And it's bigger than just militia. And it's bigger than just installing a common law grand jury in the county. But it's county based. It is not national. It's not state. And I've got people cutting up. (laughs) <laughs> too much but it's not count it's not state it's not federal it's not in that it's the county it's the community that you're going to make and it's the people that you live with and what they do is they teach you your civic duties and the reason that we have rights which are our liberties is so we can perform the duties that god has given us to do and among those are to look after our neighbors to love our neighbors as ourselves. as you said you know if it's just me coming up there maybe i can get a couple of guys in the dormers up there you know a couple of my boys to get some guns but ultimately we're going to be outgunned in that and uh, there has to be a way a show of force and i know uh, what was his name Sean Hannity on Fox News really gave the guys up in Michigan a heart. What do we have to have a show of force? Well, he doesn't have a problem when the show of force comes out in blue and badges. But somehow he has a problem and he says, I support the Second Amendment. I beg to disagree with people like that. If And I tell people this. If you're with a Second Amendment group that says they're for your rights and they never mention militia, they're not a Second Amendment group as far as I'm concerned. They're just not. Well, not one. only that, but I think. How do I say this diplomatically as a Christian without sounding crude or crass? But I think too many people use firearms. And if I took this thing off behind me, my wall is loaded with guns. You'd see it right here. And, and you know, I'm a big Second Amendment guy, believer in it. But I think too many of us use firearms as a way to try to supplement our manhood. How about I'll say it that way? Yep, yep. Rather than legitimately be manly. And I say that to say, the purpose of the Second Amendment is to defend rights. And I can't tell you how many people say, well, if they ever come for my guns, they're going to get another thing coming. Okay, if they come for your guns, you're going to fight back. But if they come for your kids, you just let them go? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's completely stupid. Yep. So if they come for my guns, they're going to hear from me. But if they shut down your church, you're going to say, oh, well, you know, there's a virus out there, so whatever. I mean, it's so stupid. It's just a way of people trying to supplement their manhood. That's what I'll say, trying to act tough. Like they have, you know, big ones when really they don't. They're cowards hiding behind this this false uh, masculine notion of being able to have a gun and fire a gun and shoot a gun. Let me tell you what's masculine is standing up for your rights. What's being masculine, was being manly, was being godly is standing for the truth. That's right. That's courage. That's right. And that's saying, look, you can't shut my church down because there's a virus. You can't arrest a pastor, which the first place that happened was in Idaho, by the way, in America. That's absolutely insane. We all these people who are Christian, conservative, Second Amendment people, and they just sit back and go, ooh, there's a virus out there. Time to shut down the church. Yeah, they're arresting our pastor. Well, our pastor should have known better to not disobey the governor. I mean, come on. There's, there's a virus out there. It came from China and everything. Yeah, you, the people were just believing. And I, I, think, I think the whole COVID-1984 was a big test for the Church of Jesus Christ. And, we and sadly, we failed. We, do, we did. Now, here in South Carolina, it wasn't as bad as out in California, but we had a, all the people say, oh, it was Democrat government. No, it's, it's both of them. They're both doing it. Our governor is a Republican. 
just sold us out to the convention of states guys. Okay. Oh, no. Then, then he, he, he used the Nazi terms of non-essential, essential businesses. Uh, he didn't test the churches as far as I know, but, uh, you know, I, I told my pastor, I said, if they come down with these things, I said, we need to be ready to stop those who would come in to shut it down. And I mean, to use deadly force because they're acting outside of school. They're acting outside of their scope of authority. And it is our duty as men to do that. Do I want to do that? No, I'd just soon have peace with everybody, but everybody doesn't want peace with us. And so that, that really is a problem. But I, I appreciate that good word you gave, because that is something I've talked about. A lot of people write, you know, high testosterone on their keyboard or whatever, oh, and say all this stuff, but you can't get them to get out and come to something like what you had there with, uh, with your daughter and her husband. Uh, right. you, you can't get them. So, so good on the guys, those hundreds of people that would come out there every day. God bless those people who came out every day and protested the journalists who actually carried the real story, the people who had you on their show to actually get it unfiltered and unedited. You know, God bless those people. And we, Lord, send us more, send us more men and women who will stand up and do those kinds of things. Here's what I want to do. I'm going to give you the final word and then we'll close out the show. And if you'll hang on, I'll say goodbye to you off air. The final word is this is absolutely a spiritual battle. We need everybody to get engaged. The last person who really tried to expose this on a national level was Senator Nancy Schaefer of Georgia. She had all the, the dots connected. She was exposing to a national expose on CPS and was getting ready to come out with a documentary to expose CPS and all of its wickedness. And right before the documentary was released, her and her husband were found shot to death in their home. That's how serious this is. But we need to not be scared. We need to come together, one one another, all of us, and we need to rise up and expose this just the way there has been a multi-decades-long fight against abortion, and now we finally see justice coming. We need to fight for our children so that government-subsidized child trafficking ends forever in America. Amen. Amen. And by the way, you know, I, ha- I had an interview uh, many years ago with a lady who was actually feeding Nancy a lot of that information because she she knew what was going on because it had happened with one of her previous husbands in the state of Georgia, and they were uh, trafficking them kids all the way out to California. She even told me, she said, this was the reason that Pope, uh, what's his name, Ratzinger, why he left was because that was about to be busted open. Now this guy's up now. They're talking about that again. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But it is a very serious issue, and uh, people need to be aware of what's going on and then be ready, ready to deal with it. And uh, hopefully this networking with people's rights, it's peoplesrights.org, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right for Ammon? That's right. I, I can't recommend it okay. more highly enough. Okay. We'll have that in the archive in case people didn't write, write it down. Peoplesorg. Peoplesrights.org. And then if you're wanting to look at starting the militia and installing the common law grand jury in your county, tacticalcivics.com. Check that out. Also catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And we'll be back in the morning again with David Pruitt. We're going to be on preparedness and water uh, resources and things like that that we're going to be talking about. So we'll catch you then. See you.